Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's head out to the KOA Center Health Hotline and ask Nate Atkins. You can find him on Twitter at Nate Atkins underscore. He works for the Indy Star. Nate, thank you so much for the time, man. How are you? Pretty good, man. Just, uh... Out here in Colorado for the first time in my life, actually. Okay. So I was thrilled to see when the Colts were playing here in Denver. I just got out of the beat last fall, so it's getting to travel a little bit and out here and hiking down Castle Rock as we talk, so this is fun. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, man. Well, uh, welcome to Colorado. Hopefully we're nice to you. I, I hope you uh, come back and spend a lot of money. So, uh, Nate, <laughs> appreciate you joining us here for a little bit. Of course, the big news today was uh, no Jonathan Taylor for this one, and I guess the biggest question I have is, how much does that change what the offense or what we can expect from the offense tomorrow? Well, it's supposed to change a lot, but based on how they've run the ball the past couple of weeks, it's hard to really say. It's been a really weird stretch to see Jonathan Taylor just kind of run into a brick wall, snap after snap after, you know, last year he ran for 1,800 yards, which is almost 500 yards more than any other uh back in football so coming in the year of course if you had said Jonathan Taylor was going to miss a game which he's never missed the injury it would sound you know huge but right now they have so many blocking issues up front on the offensive line with tight ends uh just so much so much is kind of a mess from them for them up front that it kind of feels like um you know I, I don't know if that played into the you know the decision to rest him rather than kind of it just feels like right now they're wasting his uh, his carries really and, and racking up mileage for a guy that, that isn't able to get going. So of course what they miss though, is there still is that chance that, uh, that he breaks one. We're still waiting for it as long this year's only 21 yards, but he had five runs last year of at least 40 yards and, uh, some of the fastest ball carrier times in the NFL. So they do not anymore have that guy in the backfield who can just kind of take it the distance. Uh, uh they're going to have to block better to, to have a chance to do that either way. What what is wrong with this offense? I, I you know as I look at the the tape and try to get prepped for this, it looks like the offensive line is, is a shambles to me. But what what's wrong with this offense? Thirty second ranked in scoring. You guys have the only team in the NFL with fewer than sixty points through four games. The Bears has sixty four. It's the next worst, and then the Broncos. Uh, what, what is what's going on, and what is what is hampering the ability of a a great quarterback like Matt Ryan and and Taylor to get going? Well, there was always going to be sort of a learning curve to a new quarterback. Of course, they're used to this. It's their this new quarterback in five seasons. And I think that's played into why they start a lot of seasons slow. So there's going to be some sort of lag time to get him on the same page with a very young receiving core, but it's been weird to see the way it's played out is that's actually the strength of this team is, or this offense is, is Matt Ryan's ability to produce yardage and move the football with young receivers who are really stepping up. The problem is really all about the offensive line. I think it's just when it, whether it's pass protection or whether it's run blocking, they just have so many negative plays. Matt Ryan's on pace to shatter his career uh, career highs and turnovers and, and sack yardage taken. And then they're, you know, every metric you look at for the offensive line, whether it's pass blocking or run blocking, they're in the bottom five. And it's the most shocking thing uh, that you could have told me about the season because they have all their starters have been healthy and 
It's also the highest paid offensive line in football. And while there were, you know, some concerns coming into the year, they have a couple new starters that, you know, with left tackle Matt Pryor and they've changed right guards. So there was some concern, but it's still an offensive line that, you know, has Quinton Nelson, an all pro left guard, pro bowler and center Ryan Kelly, and then Braden Smith at right tackle. Those are considered stalwarts who, you know, blocked for Jonathan Taylor to run for almost 500 yards more than anybody else last year. So, a lot of things are just going on where the, the new starters they have in on the offensive line and tight ends are not blocking the way they need to. Uh, the, those other players are not that we thought were really good are not lifting them up. And then kind of everything's just kind of cratering beneath that. Jonathan Taylor can't get going. Matt Ryan is not reacting well to pressure and fumbling a lot when he's getting hit. He's the second most hit quarterback in the NFL. And it's just not letting their defense get going either. So uh, really it's all about fixing the offensive line for them. Nate Atkins joining us here from the Indy Star. So when it comes to the patience with that offense, how's the fan base reacting to that? Because I know out here people are losing their minds thinking, okay, this was supposed to come together. That's why you have Russell Wilson here. Matt Ryan comes over there, and I think a lot of people thought, okay, that's an immediate upgrade at quarterback. Shouldn't it come together faster? But you're pointing it out in a way that sounds like it's going to take some time. How are the fans reacting to that? Oh, they're pretty upset. Uh, So I've... (laughs) I, uh, it's interesting. I joined this beat last fall, like middle of the season. And that's when they're on hard knocks and they were reeling off some big wins over the bills and Patriots and everyone's excited, but you take the stretch of them collapsing at the end of last year, against the Raiders and Jaguars, and then coming out this year and, and being the worst offense. And it just, they're kind of tired of it at this point of, of a new quarterback every year and, and just feeling like it's not, it's not together the way that they want it to be. Of course, this is a fan base that many of them grew up with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, and they just kind of there's such an offensive-minded fan base that uh, that even when there's bright spots on defense, which there are some right now, and they have five Pro Bowlers on that side of the ball, and they they're not making big plays, but they're you know top half of the league in a lot of metrics. That just is not the focus. That's not what anyone's going to judge success on. Of course, it's wins and losses, but really they are all about how the offense plays and how it's progressing and how it looks. And right now, uh, when you rank dead last in offense, it just feels like they're kind of, to fans, I think it feels like they're spinning their tires at the quarterback position. But, you know, fans, you know, that's, that's how it goes when, they, when a team starts slow and they read into the early part of the season. They look terrible right now. I do think there's a chance that they turn it around, if they can fix this offensive line. But it's one of those things that's hard to convey to fans right now because they're just very upset to the point of, you know, it's the fifth year for – Frank Reich with Chris Ballard uh, trying to try to move on from Andrew Luck and get this together. And I think a lot of fans are probably similar to where some Broncos fans are of, you know, a lot of just, just sort of animosity toward the, the current regime and the current situation. Well, one offseason move that look, looks like it's pay, paid off, excuse me, was going from Matt Eberflus to Gus Bradley. The defense has not been bad for the, for the Colts so far. It really kind of kept them around. What can we expect out of that tomorrow night? The defense has been solid. It's been maybe not quite as flashy as, as some people hoped. You know, their goal was with Matt Ryan, since he's 37 years old, was to really insulate him with a defense like he hasn't really ever played with, at least not since the early years in Atlanta. So they went out and they signed Stephon Gilmore. They traded for Yannick Ngakwe. They've got all pros like uh, DeForest Buckner and Shaquille Leonard. The problem, though, is those two I just mentioned have been injured. So the big plays aren't there. They are holding their own pretty well when you look at yardage and uh, getting off the field and points and those kind of basic metrics. They're they're serviceable. 
but they're not um, they're not able to make up for the offense with uh, with too many game changing plays. They have two turnovers and four games when that's what really this defense was built on the past two years. So it's an interesting switch. Matt Eberflus defense gave up a lot of yards and completions, but they would force so many turnovers, but they wouldn't sack the quarterback. This version with Gus Bradley gets to the quarterback a little bit more. They, they really hold down the yardage better, but they're not getting those turnovers. So it, you know, you can kind of look at it both ways. There's positives and negatives to that side of the ball. Uh, I think fans that were mostly, you just hear very little about that because, like I said, there's such an offensive-minded uh, fan base, and um, the offense is what's really holding this team back. But I do think that if they if they actually were to get to a point where they can stop turning the ball over to put the defense in bad situations and they can get leads to get you know some of those pass rushers and cornerbacks king on the quarterback, then that's when they'll be in a better spot. So this week against the Broncos, you know, theoretically, that's a matchup that I think would favor the Colts defense just on that side of the ball in terms of, you know, in terms of kind of keeping them down. The Broncos, of course, are still trying to find their way on offense. The problem, though, is still can the, can the Colts offense score enough to put them in those situations? Can they avoid the turnovers to let them really thrive? And without Jonathan Taylor, that's still a big question. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Nate, really appreciate the time. Enjoy your time this evening in Colorado. We'll see you in the press box tomorrow, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Nate Atkins. Find him on Twitter at Nate Atkins underscore with the Indy star. Interesting stuff there. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.